We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Good form this morning. Good voice. Well, I ask for your peace and blessings in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to each and every one of you and your families. That song is a really a throwback, isn't it? For most people who look like me, um, that means a lot to uh, me anyway. Uh, that's, uh, actually, that song was written by a Catholic priest who lived in the Archdiocese and worked in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And uh, he was trying to put together an ecumenical event in his parish area, and he just couldn't find the song or hymn that worked for this ecumenical event that he was planning. So he wrote it. And uh, it's not a very long song. There's only a couple of longer verses in it. But it really brought the point home. And the reason that this song came to him is actually from today's gospel. The last lines of the gospel are, they will know you by your love for one another. And Christ actually pushes us further and says not only for one another, but for all, all, friends, enemies, unknowns, actually all of creation. Because remember, it's not just about us. God's creation is everything that you see, actually everything that you don't see. That is God's creation. And if you remember now, I think I've mentioned this before, if you go all the way back as the scientists say, that somewhere between 13 and 14 billion years ago, existence came into being. Well, that is existence. The Catholic Church teaches that existence is God's love exploding out in and creating the universe, the galaxies, the land far, far away. That is all an experience of God's love. And that, that expression continues. It wasn't a one-time creation. It's constantly being created to this very day. And you know, it's created with us and through us as well. God invites us to be co-creators in his love. That's really something that we should all take very, very seriously. You know, there's all kinds of love. In our world today, love, the word love tends to mean something more physical. But 
that's not what Christ is talking about. He's talking about that the physical love in their terms was called eros. Eros, physical love. Jesus was about agape love. Agape, self-sacrificing love. And we have the perfect example. It's up behind me on the wall. That is agape love. Who else but God could make an instrument of torture and death into a symbol and a crucifix of life and love? That's what he did. That's what God did. God the Father, as he called him, the Creator, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Creator, the Lover, the Son, the Beloved. And between them is the Holy Spirit, which is the flow of love through them and into us. There's, a, uh, there's a, uh, an icon of the Father, Son, that's called... Uh, the um, Trinity icon. And there's God the Father, Son, seated, seating at a table. And there's an opening in that table because there's an invitation. There's an invitation to join the Holy Trinity at that table of love and compassion and care and forgiveness and understanding that each and every one of you are invited. Are you worthy? No. Am I worthy? No. God loves you all the way through. You know, there is, uh, the Catholic Church teaches, Christianity teaches, really, that you cannot do anything more to make God love you any more. You are, and your families, are God's creation. He loves you just the way you are. You cannot do more, say more, be more, and to make God love you more. God loves you each individually for just who you are at this time in your life and as you move forward. God loves you. Now, as God invites us to the table, as I had mentioned in that, in that icon photo that I love and have on my wall at home, there's a table right here. If you want to participate in that agape love, that self-sacrificing serving love, remember that in that tabernacle right there is the Lord God. Okay? And people will say, well, that, yeah, just a symbol. No. If God is God, God is, God can say with using the faculties and the priest, an ordained minister, to bring down prayers not only by the priest, but by every single one of us here. That's why we come here as community. That's why we come community for communion and to pray that the Holy Spirit changes that bread and wine into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord. And that's what you get to consume. That's what you get to consume. You know, they say you are what you eat. 
Well, um, that's true. And it's even more true in relationship to communion. I will tell you from my own experience, for the, well, you know, I've, uh, my first communion was about 64 years ago, okay? Uh, there are, are there any kids here today that have already received first communion this year for the first time? Anybody out here? Raise your hand. I think there's somebody way back. Oh, no, that's, that's the class going on over there. It's all right if there isn't. But do you remember your first communion? I do. I do. I remember how excited I was for first communion. To come with the rest of you, the rest of the church family, the rest of the communion, the rest of the community. And when those young people, there's going to be one at 11 o'clock today, there's going to be some first communicants coming in for their first communion. And I... That's why I'm telling you this is because I want you to pray for them, but I want you to remember your own first communion because we take it for granted after 64 years sometimes. We do. I know I did. You know, I've gotten more focused on my relationship with Jesus Christ, unfortunately, only since I've been ordained or as I was starting to train to be an ordained deacon. Don't wait, because not all of you are going to be ordained except through your baptism, which you are ordained. But it's been 13 years this weekend for me as an ordained deacon. So these 13 years for me, I try to get to Mass. I don't do it every week, but I try to go Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday if I can. Sometimes it's only once a week, twice a week, three times a week, and then obviously Sunday. Because I want to consume my Lord. Because when I consume the Lord, the Lord consumes me, and then I can become what I eat. And I promise you, you will be changed. Not only just on Sundays. You can come every Sunday. This is the only holy day of obligation. But every day is a gift from God. Every time you come to communion, that's another gift from God that you can take God to you and become more like a loving, caring, compassionate, forgiving, understanding man-God. Because that's our symbol. That's our icon. That's the imago dei. That's what the Father wanted us to see, the Creator wanted us to see, and continues to this day through the power of the Holy Spirit. A couple more weeks, we'll have Pentecost. Be excited before Pentecost. It took the Pentecost to get the disciples excited about, really, that Last Supper. Because that's what the gospel is. That's at the Last Supper. Judas had just left after Christ said, go ahead, Judas, do what you have to do. Judas left. He said, we've had broken bread together. Here's the new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Love every single one. That's what will make you different than the rest of the world. So think about that when you're receiving communion today. Put that into your heart. Let the Lord change you. It will change you over time. It's not instantaneous, but you have to show up to receive the Lord because the Lord's waiting for you. 
Amen. Amen. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. 